Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the LaughSpin podcast. My name is Mike, and with me is Dylan Godino, LaughSpin editor-in-chief. Hey, buddy! What's up? Um, I don't know. Nothing. What's shaking? You know, things. How's your, how's your dick? How's your bird? How's your <laughs> schwanny? How's your 1960s euphemism for penis? <laughs> Schwans? Schwans. Your schwanny. Schwans is one of the best words for penis ever. It is. It, Schwans. It goes good with the word bloke. Bloke? Yeah, like look at that bloke Schwanny. <laughs> hey, Jeff, I know Jeff, come on over. I want to see you Schwanny, you bloke. Isn't yeah. bloke strictly like an Australian thing? No, I've I've heard it other other places. My friend's dad uses it all the time. It's fucking hilarious actually. Who's that bloke? Is, <laughs> is he and he's not Australian? No, he just talks really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what the fuck are we talking about? Oh yeah, it's the Last Spin Podcast, episode 75. Holy shit. 75. 75. What is that? I want to... Diamond? We should, we should... What's that? What is that, diamond anniversary? I don't know. When I, I, when I think 75, I think Mean Joe Green. Oh, wow. Good one. Because, yeah... That's what I. That's what I think. Anyway. Wow. Uh, we were supposed to episode seventy five was supposed to be last week. Yeah. But we messed up. We had technical difficulties out our fucking assholes, and I blame myself. Yeah. We recorded an entire episode, you guys. It was beautiful too. It was a good episode, yeah. but we didn't we didn't release it to you guys because the quality was not as super as it sounds right now while you're listening to it. So. Yeah. Many apologies to the hundreds and thousands, <laughs> millions, tens of millions of, of listeners we have. Tens of listeners, yes. Ten. Tens of listeners. No, that's we have a we have a nice chunk of you guys, and we really appreciate it. You we guys do. are great. We do. We you guys are fucking great. You're the best. We appreciate listening on SoundCloud. We appreciate listening on All Things Comedy, and uh, and of course yeah, iTunes, which gets uh, a good chunk of that as well. But um, as I mentioned, um, SoundCloud is is the place to be really to to listen mainly because you can comment along with the episode, and Dylan is right there to respond to any comments or questions you may have. <laughs> I mean, he's on top of that shit every fucking time, which is great, which is I great. I am. I'm, o- I'm OCD, dude. It's it's totally cool, man, but I, I I don't even get a chance to go in there and try to comment, and, and Dylan's like, oh, yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. I mean, you could, you could also, uh, I mean, you could comment as well, even I if I do it first. You could jump in and be like, yeah. Yeah, what do you What Dylan said. said. Yeah. But 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 it's it's very cool. We get to we do, we get to you know communicate with you guys uh, as the show's going on, which is always which is always great. Um, what else? What else we got going on? Oh, uh, Mark Maron's new special, which is called Thinky Pain. Yeah, is now on Netflix. We got a clip from that a little bit later. We're gonna we're gonna play. Um, so that's cool. I know. Have you uh, have you seen it? Have you ta- have you have you talked to Mark about it? What do you what do you think of this one? As as of this recording, I have not seen the Netflix version. However, I was actually there at the taping in New York. Oh, so how was it? 
It was great. Yeah. I got the uh, he did he did two shows that night, um, and I went to the later show. Right. So I I have a feeling that I I don't know how I didn't talk to him afterwards. I so I. I don't know how they decided to edit it. I don't know if it's a combination of the two shows. I don't know if it's just the first show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I got. I have to watch the Netflix version and see, uh, you know, what I remember from it. But um, I mean, the show I saw was very was very good. Very typical Mark Maron. Typical Mark Maron. Good stuff. Cool. Uh, and um, speaking of, I want to throw this in there because this is not in our list here. But I want to throw this in here. I got a copy of. Uh, Kathleen Madigan's Comedy Hour, the newest one. Yes. Oh my god, it's fucking great. Right? It's fucking really good. She's really good. So she's hilarious. I enjoyed it. Um, if you if you haven't seen it or picked it up, Kathleen Madigan again is what it's called. Madigan again. Madigan yeah. again. Uh, <laughs> it's great. It's great. Check it out. You know, it's good for you know a weekend. You're sitting around, not doing anything. Throw it on, have a laugh. It's 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 worth it. Trust me. Um, new trailer for uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty is on Last Spin. That's yeah. uh, Ben Stiller, Kristen Wiig, Patton Oswalt, Adam Scott, Sean Penn. That one of these things do not belong in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's cool. That's on LastBin.com, which of course you should be going to every day, if not multiple times a day, for uh, your comedy news updates. Um, there was this was floating around the internet for a little bit uh, this past week, especially with the new Pearl Jam album coming out, and which I believe that's like a big thing for them because this is like their tenth album, and they're touring, and there's a lot of a lot of Pearl Jam's like back on the scene, man. But there's a fifty fifty five zero minute video of Judd Apatow interviewing Pearl Jam um, on Laughspin.com, which that's interesting. I, I wouldn't have picked Judd Apatow for a big Pearl Jam fan. Yeah, I don't know that if he's a if he's. I mean, I think he's a fan, but um, yeah, I don't know. He 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 interviewed them and um, he directed uh, a series of videos. I believe um, Carrie Brownstein from Portlandia, who's also a musician, did an interview with them as well, and three and three other people. And I think Judd um, kind of produced and directed all of these interviews. Pearl Jam wants to do something a little bit different instead of going to. You know, do, instead of going to do press with magazines all, all, and uh, alternative weeklies and radio, they decided to choose five people that they like to interview them on video. And so Judd was one of them. Cool. Uh, and that all that whole interview is up on Lastman.com, so check it out. And uh, also, too, uh, as we were talking about, we you know we kind of we kind of lost track last week for a bunch of crap. But um, last week, you know, when we were on, we were talking about how you had just interviewed Steve-O. In fact, you were in my you're in my kitchen talking to Steve-O, which was very surreal. <laughs> and and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, you got a, you got a chance to interview him. Is that now? Is that up? Or are you still working on that? How's that working? It's not. No, it's not up. I'm still okay. I'm still piecing that all together. But cool. um, yeah, I mean, Steve-O was a was an interesting was an interesting guy. You know, it's it's so funny. Like you, you it's it's almost impossible to dislike someone after you actually talk to them and yeah, had and they're nice. a conversation with them. Not that I disliked Steve-O. Steve-O. However, I was always a bit, you know, he he started doing stand up comedy maybe like around three years ago. 
and he did the roast uh, with Charlie Sheen, and there was that whole back and forth between Amy Schumer and Steve-O, and they're totally fine right now. But as a, you know, a, a huge comedy fan and a champion of, of comedy, um, you know, when I when I hear about kind of celebrities diving into the stand-up world, I get very. I don't want to say annoyed, but I'm definitely skeptical. Um, so, um, but it's almost impossible. Once you talk to somebody and listen to them, um, it's almost impossible to, to dislike. You, they'd have to be a real jackass. Um, no nope, pun intended. No pun intended. Oh, God. I didn't even mean, I didn't even mean to, it was probably a subconscious <laughs> thing I just did. But the, the point is this, guys. Um, I am not ultra familiar with Steve-O's stand-up, but he is in love with the art form. Yeah, uh, he yeah. truly is in love with it. He knows he's a novice. He knows he's getting a little better each time he does it. But you know what? He's out on the road. Um, you know, he was able to, without looking at his schedule, he was able to rattle off like his next like three weeks of, of stand-up shows. He's excited. Uh, He's excited. That to me means like he's like this stuff is like fucking burned in his brain. Oh, I'm going to Cincinnati. I'm going to this place. Then I'm going, mm-hmm. and he's out on the road. He's not, you know, he's he's not getting coddled. He's yeah, you know, he's he's doing the road. He's taking and, his lumps. Um, he's taking his lumps. He's taking his lumps. That's good though. That, that's good. So, yeah, and and he is um, very appreciative. Uh, and that's what I said last week. Uh, he's very appreciative of his fans, whether they come from Jackass or they're just happen to wander in off the street and, you know, see him for the first time ever as a stand up. Um, he's just very appreciative of his fans and very appreciative of anybody that uh, welcomes him into the comedy community. So that's that's good. Good for him. And I'm looking forward to, to see how you uh, write that out there on a good old last pin. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Let's get to some comedy news. Let's do it. Comedy news. Comedy news. Uh, all right. Amy Poehler's show, Welcome to Sweden, lands at NBC. Now, we mentioned this prior to this. Uh, mm-hmm. He, uh, Amy Poehler and her brother, Greg, sold the U.S. broadcasting rights of their, of their new show, Welcome to Sweden, to NBC. Um, for those unfamiliar from the last time that we talked about it, what is the show about there, sir? It's a uh, it's a semi autobiographical show based around uh, I believe Greg's experience uh, as a New York accountant um, who he falls for a girl from Sweden and he follows her to Sweden to be with her because she's probably really tall and super fucking hot and has like <laughs> in, in like an inhumanly skinny waist right is my guess which is why he went to Sweden I would do that too so he could put his pee pee in her yep penis in vagina mm-hmm. correct so that's it uh my understanding <laughs> is that they this is this is airing or already aired in sweden and uh that nbc now just has the broadcasting rights and it was a huge hit because they have two channels <laughs> <laughs> cheese or snow <laughs> Awesome reference. <laughs> That's fucking great. Jeez. <laughs> eh, um, so, yeah. So, of course, Amy's going to uh, drop by. She'll she'll do a guest star thing. Will Ferrell, Aubrey Plaza, and Gene Simmons. What? Again, one of these things are not like the other. Yeah. <laughs> they're all going to be, they're all going to make cameos. 
Okay. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a huge. Not that last year and the year before and the year before that wasn't a huge year for Amy Poehler, but it's a huge year for her. Still, Parks and Rec is on the air. She's got this NBC project. She sold a ten episode uh, series called Broad City to Comedy Central. Um, she's got a lot of stuff going. Awesome, awesome for Amy and awesome for Amy's brother. So welcome to Sweden. Look for that coming to you sooner rather than later all right all right let's get to some audio shall we let's do it uh paul hooper has a new album out tense and uncomfortable it's coming out october 15th and uh yeah here's a track from it right now i got a dui that's a predictable tired story for an alcoholic i uh i blew a 0.19 in north carolina i don't know your minnesota laws but down in North Carolina, they're serious. Down there, you blow that high, they put a breathalyzer machine on your car. Do you have that? You know what I'm talking Well, you got to blow in this machine to prove you're sober to crank it. They install that in your car. So this is how I drive down the highways of the United States of America. Like I said, I don't drink anymore. This is how I drive. I talk on a cell phone, not a Bluetooth. I talk fucking old school, like I have scoliosis. I'm crinkled up. I'm deformed. I'm chain-smoking cigarettes. I have a remote control for my satellite radio, and now a hyperventilation machine provided by North Carolina. I haven't looked through my windshield in about eight fucking months. So, yeah, yeah. You might want to get your kids out of the street, because I'm not looking up. And I will run your children over. Fuck them. I don't know them. I will intentionally run your children down. And not everyone will laugh at it, because it breaks your heart to imagine such a scenario. Some mean man blowing through a bus stop at 90 miles an hour. Because everyone that has a child thinks it's going to grow up and be a brain surgeon someday. I'm like, that's all well and good, but for now, how about keeping your false hope out of the intersection? Right? Because everybody that has a dirtball kid thinks it's going to be a doctor, lawyer, or professional athlete. I'm like, your goddamn kid has a pedigree of a barn owl. He looks like Benjamin Button the bad years. That kid is never, ever playing professional baseball, all right? He'll be doing drywall by March. He is a piece of shit, and you know it. Until Pumpkinhead of Berserker is an occupation, you are raising a rank amateur. These children are miserable creatures. Miserable. Here's the problem with the planet Earth we dwell upon. People won't just have one or two of these fuck sticks. No, 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 no. Fucking no, 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 no. Especially in this country. People, keyword intentionally, will have five, six, seven, eight kids. Fucking eight. I need a slew of fleshy things in my life. An entire gaggle of bony things. I need a colony of meerkats to just run amok and make my life extra awful. That's insane. Think about it. It's crazy to even say from a comedy stage. Eight kids. Eight. If you have eight kids, think about it like this. If you have eight kids, you are never going to Australia. As long as you live your life, you will never set foot on that continent. You know where you're going? Fucking Walmart. Yep. Every two hours for wet naps and sunny delight. Enjoy that. Maybe they can stamp that misery on your passport. There you go. It's been verified. My life is truly terrible. There it is. I was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I got curious to so ask the crowd. I'm like, anybody here got eight kids? Some guy shouted at me. He's like, I do. All proud and shit. I'm like, sir, what the fuck is wrong with you? And here's his reasoning for having eight children. He's like, I want them to carry on my family name. I'm like, what does that mean? Aren't there better ways to do that? Like, number one, how about accomplishing something for your fucking self? Why not that? It's too hard, easier to put your dick in someone? Okay. That's the problem with the American dream, I think. People want a better life for their children than what they have for themselves. Fuck that. Why? How about living a life so incredible your kid couldn't possibly one-up it? Like, follow that, dirtbag. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
get used to answering questions about daddy because he did some good work. If I ever have a child, God forbid, I want it damaged. Do you understand? I like a little Lisa Marie Presley. Not, like just come out of the womb doing Vicodin. Just shot. That's what I hope for. There you go, Mr. Paul Hooper, with uh, a little track from his new album, Tense and Uncomfortable, that comes out October 15th. Uh, I've said this many times before, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure, I don't know, I don't know about you, you have, you have children, but... Uh, I do. Comedians are fucking modern-day philosophers, man. They really are. They just, they really are, like... That whole bit was really funny, but it was also very... It's also one of those things where it's like, yeah, that's incredibly accurate. Like, you know, take away the funny comments aside, and it's absolutely accurate. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a hard truth. Yeah. It's 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 true, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's a great bit, and uh, yeah, I definitely suggest you guys check out the whole album. It's um, Stand Up Records has put it out. And just a word about them. Dan um, uh, is the guy who runs that record company. And he has, uh, his last name is Dan Schlissel. 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 And he's got, um, he's he's barely talked about, uh, he's kind of behind the scenes, but he's the guy who started putting Lewis Black's albums out. Oh. He's the guy that started putting Doug Stanhope's albums out. He's the guy who put out Mark Marin's first three albums. Wow. So this is a good, um, you know, it's a good pedigree to come from. He knows, he knows talent and he's, uh, he's, he put Hannibal Burr's first album out. He, you know, he's, uh, he's a guy who knows funny people. And, uh, I think this, this Hooper cat, I think he's one of them. He knows what's up. This Hooper cat. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so yeah, so that album comes out October fifteenth. Uh, Kelly Ripa, who you may know from Regis and Kelly, she's developing a comedy for ABC because why not? Why not? Right? That fucking anorexic, fucking <laughs> marginally talented bobblehead. Right. <laughs> You know what? I'm kind of bored. What do you want to do? I don't know. How about develop a comedy for ABC? (laughs) Eureka! We've struck gold. Let's do it, honey. Because her and her husband are doing it. Right? That's right. Because what do you want to do with your wife? I don't know. Work together? No. (laughs) That's a great idea. Let's do it. So here's uh, uh, Deadline. Deadline reports that the show is going to be uh, about a free-spirited single mom who's raising two kids in Brooklyn, of all places, and running a small design company with three of her best friends. She repeatedly gets raped on her way to work. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm ter- that's that's Jesus. That's not well. It's Brooklyn. It's not. It's not as nice yeah. as everybody thinks it is. Uh, Dear thinks God. They take a turn when a conservative 16-year-old son comes home with a pregnant girlfriend, and they have to get it aborted quickly. No, that's that's not in the description either. <laughs> Dude. 
uh, they start <laughs> this conservative 16 year old son starts interning at her company intent on transforming the family business into a global empire where she will reign supreme and Kelly Ripa's face will be on every billboard overlooking all of us like 1984 George Orwell you, you know what's funny about this yes what is now, now I mean a lot of it is um, you know, untrue she does because have I just ki- made it up right now <laughs> yeah well that yeah well, that too, she okay. does have kids yeah and uh, and she is a professional working mother mm-hmm. the thing I, I find interesting is that it's centered around a free spirited single mom yes so I, I wonder if this character is is somewhat of a of a fantasy of Kelly's. <laughs> I think she I, yeah. so, sort of a message to Mark Consuelo. She maybe secretly hates her husband. That's what it is. <laughs> so Bob's your uncle there, Kelly Ripa. Way to go! What? I don't know. I'm just saying up saying things. <laughs> Bob is your uncle. That's a that's a, isn't that a British thing? Yep. Get it up, Bob's hey. your uncle. And we're it. Boom. Kind of like, you know. No idea. No idea. Never mind. Don't worry about it. Are you drunk? (sighs) I wish. God. It's a long day. All right. Um, So that seems like it'll be on for a couple of episodes. And and moving on. Sarah Silverman going to star in an HBO series. Maybe. What? What do you mean? (laughs) What's happening? We're, we're, are we She's doing? Been, a, are we doing maybe now? Are we? Are we? Are we joining the ranks of the likes of CNN, where we kind of report the news? <laughs> <laughs> we report tweet tweets and you know tw- Facebook feeds as fact. No, oh, absolutely okay. not, Michael. What I are mean, we doing, uh, sir? Where's our Where's we, our integrity? The integrity here is that she's one hundred percent cast in a pilot for HBO called. Okay. People in New Jersey. She's starring opposite Topher Grace, um, and Lauren Michaels is actually producing it. Uh, and Paul Feig, uh, he of Freaks and Geeks and Bridesmaids mm. fame, is also working on it. Um, so Sarah and Topher they play brother and sister. Uh, She plays Melanie, who is, quote, an extremely driven closet optimist who works part time at a department store. She's involved with a man in in what her mother describes as a half relationship. And then Topher Grace plays her brother, Carl, who is a uh, a single locksmith. (laughs) And he's very he's very stubborn guy. I love how they always have to make like like really interesting like they have to like push the fact that they have to make interesting occupations for these people you know what i mean it can't be just like yeah. an accountant or you know a fucking whatever he's a ups driver like whatever it's always like he's a locksmith but he's nearsighted you know it's like like weird <laughs> shit has to be like put together for some reason he's a locksmith but he's fearful of metals he's a locksmith but he's got parkinsons so it's not really good <laughs> Jesus, now Michael J. Fox is going to send a letter. Oh, I hope so. I want to talk to him. <laughs> Even if he yells at me. I want to <laughs> I, I want to bash him enough where he just I just want to talk to him. He's my hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Well, there okay, so one thing I got to go okay, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You go. You go. No, no, you go. I was going to say <laughs> I was going to say 
well, Paul Feig's good. He's he's got a he's got a very good track record. Paul Feig is is uh, sure. is is up there with some of the top comedy directors and everybody. But um, I I gotta I gotta point this out here. Toe for Grace. Now, mm-hmm. Toe for is short for Christopher. You know this, right? I did not know that. Okay, it's short for Christopher, but he couldn't go. By- <laughs> It really bothers me, actually, that he decided <laughs> to go with Topher as his the shortening of his name. That always bothers me. I don't know why. Well, <laughs> there's no maybe, reason for it, but whatever. Maybe there was another um, Christopher Chris Grace. Grace or Chris Grace in the um, in SAG. Maybe. Do you think? Oh man, that would. It's it's some like fucking bit player that like gets like one one line in a in a in a Sharknado movie or something, and he <laughs> hangs on to a fucking SAG card, and his name's Chris Grace, and like Topher. And meanwhile, Topher Grace comes along, and he's like, "Wait, I I can't have Chris Grace. I'm in like all these big high budget movies and stuff." And Chris, the real Chris Grace is like, "No, I'm Chris Grace. I'm making a name for myself." <laughs> 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 oh man, I, I would I would love to know who Chris Grace is if that's the case. <laughs> I mean, maybe Topher Grace is just I don't know. Maybe he's just like maybe really they, hipster. That's what they called him when he was a kid for some reason. Ugh, never. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, anyway, so uh, I'm sorry. Were you saying you were going to say something? What kind of name this? is Mike? I don't know. It's very common. That's like, original. I can't. That's that's like if I if I went by Eichel or Ike. <laughs> if I went by Eichel, Ike, would be awesome. Eichel would be awesome. It would sound oddly ethnic. But if if I was if I went by Ike, and people were like, "Oh, really? What you know? Yeah, my full name's Michael." And they're like, "What? That's the stupidest <laughs> way." To- <laughs> It's so stupid. Anyway. <sighs> okay, so uh, so maybe there'll be an HBO series with this. Who knows? Yeah, let's Maybe. hope. I'd like to see Sarah on, t- on on the TV again, and especially on HBO, where you can get away with a lot more. And Sarah's very cool, you know, when she can, when she has the 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 room to breathe, you know, with this kind of stuff. It's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got more audio. Uh, this is as as promised. It's a clip from Mark Maron's new special called Thinky Pain. Why why is it called this? Is, does he explain this? In the, is it kind of un, is it understood as you watch the special? Or you have no idea. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Like I, 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 I have not watched the actual special yet. Yeah. Uh, but but in, was, in seeing the show, do you, does it? I don't remember him referencing thinky pain. Yeah. Not sure what that means. I, th- I think. I think the reference is uh, very simply his psychological I, pain. I, okay. All right. All right. Well, here's a clip from it. Here's a clip. Mark Maron, Thank you, Pain. Honestly, though, I, I, like, I didn't prepare that well because that's just the way I do it. I don't like. I don't believe in preparing. I don't. I personally don't really like preparers. Um, they're annoying people generally. Like you know, what, what's like? Hey, I, I really prepared for this. Well, you're a coward. You know why don't? Where's your sense of adventure? How important is it? That you like, you know, why set yourself up for that? You, you know what I mean? Everyone's this careerist culture, you know, this sort of like trajectory thing. You know, it's going to kill you. You're going to end up lonely at the end and not doing what you want to do. Don't prepare, man. Just load up. In my mind, if I don't prepare and I pull this off, I'm a fucking genius. I'm a genius. 
right? And if I don't pull it off, I didn't prepare. If I would have set my mind to it, I would have nailed that shit. But no, I, I didn't prepare because I like to roll the dice, man. Feel alive. What's going to happen? I don't know. I might fail. All right, fuck them. That would be you. I can blame myself for that. There you go. There's a little clip from uh, Mark Maron's Thinky Pain out on Netflix now. Um, Mark, uh, Mark is definitely, and, and you, you know him pretty well as, as far as you've interviewed him a bunch of times. Um, yeah. he's kind of hitting his stride where he's just up there at the point now. He's just for these specials and stuff. He just gets up there and he just raps. He just doesn't even really, it doesn't even feel like he's got like, I, I, under, I understand that he probably does have very specific set material that he wants to get to, but it doesn't, it right. doesn't seem like it's all, you know, how about that air flying food? You know what I mean? Like it's not, you know what I mean? Like it's not, uh, yeah. it's not kind of structured. Everything just kind of fl- like very organically flows into each other. You know, it's pretty good. Yo, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's the type of guy that could, if he wanted to, he could do a three, four hour stand up set. Right. It sounds like he could just get up there with nothing and ha- and have an hour set. No problem. Yeah. Just kind of go he, off. He absolutely could. In fact, yeah. years ago when we were, I was uh, workshopping a show with him. I was producing a show called Scorching the Earth, uh, Mm. which he did in New York for uh, a month and then brought to Montreal. Right. And each night he did it, you know, it was it was a little different. And some nights he would go super long and I was able to see because obviously I was watching it, you know, multiple times. Yeah. And um, some nights he would it would be. In like well over an hour Like an hour and a half Or an hour and 40 minutes And then some nights he would be more uh, Conscious of what Of the time and he would make it You know 50 minutes or an hour So yeah I mean he could I mean he's got an outline in his head I think yeah. and he's got He's got a A, a fucking a, a sack of old material <laughs> That he could He could I couldn't think of another word. Sack a satchel. thing, a satchel of uh, old material that he could. I mean, he's got you know, he's got I just four, al- he's got four albums worth of stuff he could he could take from, and then just new stuff. I just picture him. Just picture him carrying around a, a bag with a smiley face on it, and just a bunch of jokes in it. He just pulled one out. Hey, this is good. This is a good one. That's great. Well, the new uh, the new special is on Netflix, so. Take a listen. Take a look. There it is. Mark Marin. Thinky pain. All right. Up next, uh, ABC working on a show about Kevin Hart's life. This uh, this is no surprise because Kevin Hart is just huge. And it's about, you know, it was only a matter of time before he, he landed on TV. How it was going to happen is was, was to be seen. And now it looks like ABC is going to be doing a show or at least ordering a pilot about a, a show about his life, right? Is there anything else we need to know about this? Yeah, one? that's, yeah, they, they ordered what they call a put pilot deal. Mm. What this is that basically- for the people that don't know? That basically, it's really boring and inside baseball sort of shit. But a put pilot deal is is better than a pilot deal because if the network decides not to push the show to series, the network has to pay monetary penalties to the production company who's who's actually creating the show. So wow, 
really, really what that means for us, for the comedy fans, is that there's a much better chance of Kevin Hart's show going to series than other pilots that just have a regular pilot deal. Very, very cool. So you may see a Kevin Hart show coming to ABC very, very soon. Uh, And finally, good news for all your Letterman fans. He's going to be the host of The Late Show through 2015. Just inked a deal with a new contract to be the host of The Late Show through 2015 on CBS. He's not going anywhere. Uh, this is this is big. This is good news. This is very good news for people that are Letterman fans. And, and why aren't you a Letterman fan if you aren't? Um, he's just amazing. Uh, a lot of a lot of people say he lost his uh, he lost his his fire. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he's he's lost his fire for twenty years, but at the same time, yeah, you think? Oh, yeah, but he's still fucking great. Like I, I'll still get. I a mean, kick I still out of, like him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I think his shit's. I think his shit's awesome. I think, you know, the the writing is the the writing is consistently good. I won't. I, you know, it's it's had its ups and downs, but it's it's consistently there. Um, and it's one of those things where. I I love personally I love Letterman when he goes just crazy when he does when he has skits <laughs> that make, when he goes rogue when it, yeah they make no sense whatsoever and they're just very <laughs> obscure and they're like they it takes a certain kind of uh it takes a certain kind of sense of humor. He, you know, the, the, the type of stuff where like, uh, see how many guys dressed as Spider-Man we can get, uh, stuffed into this <laughs> Starbucks. Like things, yeah. things like that. I, I'll fucking laugh at every single time. Uh, I love that kind of shit. I'll tell you one thing I cannot stand about Letterman is his fucking audience. I hate everybody that goes to see a David Letterman show. Why? <laughs> because they don't laugh. If you notice, the the audience at a Letterman show doesn't laugh when something is funny. You know what they do? <laughs> they clap. They clap. Really? I, I, I can't stand that. It's like when something's funny, laugh at it. But instead, they'll politely clap at it like, oh, honey, we're on vacation. This is fantastic. Just got to clap at it. I hate that. <laughs> I hate the fucking audience more. That's is why that I think a thing? Like, has, has people, have people noticed that? I I notice it. I personally notice it. Like I, you know, he. I don't. I don't okay, here's a good example. When you 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 think about the monologue, and I'm gonna go to Conan, but you know, because I'm. Why would I go to Leno? Um, okay. If you watch a Letterman monologue and you watch a Conan monologue, if Conan's one of Conan's jokes bombs, he he recognizes it. And and calls attention to it because it didn't get a laugh. Right. If one of Letterman's jokes bombs, he calls attention to it, but but doesn't get a laugh because it doesn't get a laugh. It gets a polite applause. (laughs) (laughs) And even even when he tries to call attention to it, all it does is it gets him a. A little bit a slightly larger applause it doesn't there's no there's no i think the reason he's lost his fire is because nobody's laughing at him anymore (laughs) (laughs) all the people at home are laughing but he but in in an audience the people that he's entertaining 
live every day are a bunch of fucking overweight Midwesterners that just figured, oh, it might be a good idea to just to barrel into the fucking late show and clap politely to David <laughs> to David Letterman. He's like a wax museum, you know? It's like the same thing. It sucks. I hate that. I hate the fucking audience so much. <laughs> wow. Letterman watch. Next audience. Time, watch watch Letterman. You're- watch Letterman and pay attention to the audience. I'm going to pay now. more attention to the audience than you do to Letterman because he's got he's got some great stuff. But instead of a good instead of a good laughing response, you'll get a, just a a polite applause like that. That they must go through so many batteries on that applause sign in the fucking in the studio. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I really fucking hate it. But right, yeah, man. but take, I'm, take but, a breath. I'm sorry, but I'm very glad that he's going to be host of the Late Show through through 2015 because he's uh, he's the man. He is the fucking man. Um, if you had to rank them right now, mm-hmm. late night hosts, and let's go: Letterman, Leno, Fallon, Kimmel, Ferguson, Conan. Mm-hmm. Who am I missing? Should I be, am I missing anybody? I mean, technically Arsenio. All right, I'll throw Arsenio in there. Even though I haven't watched the new show yet, but I do hear it's just, it's exactly like the old show. Yeah. Um, if you had to rank those, who's your top three right now? I mean, top three right now, um, I'd go in no particular order, just top three. Conan. Uh, Conan Letterman. Ferguson really wow yeah either him or Kimmel that's a wow that's you put Ferguson up there yeah that's crazy I think he's great yeah I Cone has been amazing lately I don't know if it's the new writer some of the new writers that he's brought on but oh god dude I, I I've I've been watching lately and I've been fucking laughing my balls off um Cone has been great dude at uh, you know, for I gotta tell you, the the two guys that get the most heat on the internet, like if you go, if like if you're not watching the show, but the next day you see like some of the stuff that's going on with the late night shows, Kimmel and Fallon, fucking blow that shit up every yeah. every week, man. I mean, Kimmel had that whole big thing with the the twerking fail video or whatever that he just yeah yeah you know that was huge for him and he any any the the twitter war with kanye recently which is just hilarious um and then of course like back uh when everything was happening with leno (laughs) kimmel just completely making fun of leno to his face (laughs) uh was fucking amazing and fallon dude fallon's like Fallon is is going for that Conan demographic when you know when the the college the, you know he's going for the college kids and he's and he's getting it right. and he's getting it because he's doing he's doing some great uh, he's doing some great little bits with his guests he you know he kind of he kind of gets them doing some things and not to mention the fact out of everybody he's got the greatest fucking bands out of all of them top sure sure I mean. You know, Letterman's band with Schaefer and Anton Fig and the guys that they got in there. I mean, they're they're fucking seasoned veterans and they they can do they can do anything and they're just amazing. But 
the fucking the fact that he's got the roots oh my god that's amazing and and that and that they are into it like i i honestly thought when they when when the roots were signing on they were going to do it for maybe like a couple of months and then right. you know if the show wasn't doing thing they'll they'll fucking they'll leave or whatever but they love it they genuinely love playing fallon like you can tell every night it's great yeah. <laughs> it's cool it's very very cool so wow I, I don't I have I'm not too familiar I'm not as familiar enough with Ferguson's show to be honest with you I don't you, I mean you, you I really like I it was ju- my I was judging them based on the hosts themselves oh, okay I was just ba- I was, I was basing it on the show itself oh I wasn't going I was saying I mean Fallon Fallon's show yeah is great I mean is Fallon an amazing host I don't think so no I don't think I don't, so either I don't, I don't think, so think he's funny I don't think he's an amazing host I think. And I've said this before. His his biggest talent is that he's incredibly likable. Yeah, I think the sum of the parts is what makes Fallon show great. Yeah. Uh, but agreed. But for, but what? So why do you put Ferguson so high? What's what does he do? I just think he's. I think he's talented. I think he's. I mean, first of all, he's uh, he's a stand up. Yeah. Um. So his monologues are pretty good. His monologues are are good. Um, I like the fact that he had a has a fucking uh, sidekick who's a fucking robot. <laughs> okay, nice. that's uh-huh. pretty awesome. And he's just—I I just find him funny. I—I just—I think—I think he's funny. I think his rapport with his guests um, are good. As you know, as opposed to Fallon, who I mean. Every time Fallon interviews somebody, and it, and again, it doesn't matter. He mm-hmm. could, it just doesn't matter because he's so damn likable. Yeah, and I like him. Yeah, but I could like him and at the same time say he's a he's an awful interviewer. Yeah, yeah every yeah. time he interviews somebody, it's the same. It stuff. seems it seems like it's the first time he's ever conducting an interview. <laughs> he looks he looks scared. He looks yeah. Um, uh, just reticent like that oh my god is yeah. this but I, I think people love that i think that, people find that adorable or something that may be why i guess the producers decided to add the and the writers decided to add these little like games that they do with some of the guests and kind of yeah stuff. and it's, it's maybe the reason why yeah yeah it's great it's, it's good. fucking brilliant it's like great, hey great sleight of hand he, yeah that's yeah he's he's great at interacting with people outside you know of uh, of interviews, mm-hmm. so you know let's get him out from behind the desk and and have some fun. I think it's you know, I think that's I think it's a brilliant move, and I think it sort of proves my my theory that he's not such a great interviewer. Yeah. Whereas Conan can take a bad inter- an interview and turn it into something amazing. <laughs> yeah. He can take a a, a, a terrible yeah you, know, you know guest and just make them. A fucking great interview. Also, too, and that's the one thing about Conan that I absolutely love is he's Conan has introduced me to so much new music over yes. the years, which I, I love that. I really love that. Yeah, I mean, he was the guy that like he's had like Bad Religion on twice and like Slipknot. Yeah, like, when Slipknot wasn't popular, he's like, yeah, let's Slipknot. Yeah, why not? That sounds that <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> that's great. That is fucking great. All right, so uh, we're about done. Let's get out of here, shall we? We're done. Yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, please do follow us on Twitter at LaughSpin.com. 
And um, be sure to follow us on Facebook as well and subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn.com and check us out at AllThingsComedy.com. And um, that's it. Those are all the plugs I'm going to give. Cool. I'm on mastersofnone.com. Masters of None. It's another podcast that I do. It's fun. It's fun. You should check it out. Thank you for those who have, have already. Those who have already. All right. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get out of here. Next week, we'll be back. Last Minute Podcast. See you later.